0: California. Good evening to you guys in Europe and Joe Castillo will be your host. So I will leave you guys together and then we'll see you in 50 minutes.
1: Wonderful. you. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much. Welcome to all of you. Super excited. Jeff Hammond and I doing a little tag team back and forth with our seminars and uh, super excited to see the flow of the seminars because we're really going, uh, you know, around the world of the racing industry, from materials and now to fuels. Neither we about either of these two. So it is very exciting. Uh, Beth, I would love for you to start us off because you have such an amazing bio. You have worked with some of the best and most amazing people involved in racing. Think of Sergio and others. Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, for those who didn't see you the other day. And uh, we'll dive in with ETS and talk about some of the uh, aspects of this company.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much. And thanks again for having us and allowing us to uh, introduce ETS a little bit more to some, some of your listeners and some of the viewers today. Uh, so, yeah, I have a background in, in automotive and racing uh, in, on the uh, factory side. I, um, I worked for Fiat Chrysler and was lucky enough to work with some very fine uh folks there on some really exciting programs with both uh, with NASCAR and Viper Racing, where we, we had the Viper um, running in the GT Le Mans uh, class in IMSA, and in a very short amount of time, we were able to uh, achieve a championship there, and, um, but in addition to that, I was also uh, in charge of running the, the marketing and operations for the SRT performance brand, which at the time was the idea was to have it be a, this, a standalone brand within Fiat Chrysler. So the idea of having a, a high-end brand as, and part of a larger portfolio was, uh, was a great experience, which kind of leads to, to where we're going here with, with the, the talk we'll have today about ETS. But um, yeah, a lot of uh, different professional racing programs uh, grew up racing and uh, am glad to have joined this company, ETS Racing Fuels, last year as we look to grow the business within North America. It's been uh, around since it uh, started in 1989. I'll let Bruno tell the backstory because he tells it uh, far better than I could because he was there and was part of it from the beginning. Um, but yeah, just trying to uh, work on leveraging the, the wonderful racing network and relationships that I have to see what we can do to get ETS in front of more people and get more people to try it because certainly once you try it and uh, the nice thing about fuel and we'll talk about that but the nice thing about fuel is i can tell you all about it but if you try it and notice the difference then you're going to want to buy it over and over again because it, you'll have uh, better results on track
1: and there's so, such loyalty this is one of those those products where there's tremendous loyalty once you win people's confidence they're with you for a long time i wish you luck bruno tell correct. us that story that you speak so well
3: yeah <clears throat> thank you Rita. as um, as Beth mentioned, I'm uh, since uh, there pretty much from uh, 1995 and in fact uh, ETS stand for uh, at that time for SO Technology and Services which was in fact part of the of the uh, SO uh, Research Center, so the old company. And then from there uh, the main involvement uh, was uh, for the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans programs with uh, with very great achievements as we, as we all know there and uh, as well, we, we the, the principle was uh, there to to make uh, very specific fuels depending on the on some targeted um, properties, and specifically in Le Mans, the mon, uh, the as an endurance series at that time, the uh, the power was important, but as well the endurance and as well the uh, um, durability of the engine, and uh, of course. It was a, a, a very great challenge to, to develop in those kind of, uh, of of aspects of the fuel because truly the fuel could bring uh, there some uh, very strong advantages and uh, so from there uh, we uh, um, we became completely independent uh, after after ten years so very late in the in the nineties early early 2000s and uh, we were completely independent from Esso and we starting. We have started to develop ourselves to um, and to open to other motorsport disciplines, and um, mostly uh, it was rallying uh, in Europe. As you know, you know rallying is very uh, famous in Europe at that time and still still now. And uh, as well, we developed uh, pretty much uh, a lot in uh, in the, in the uh, motorcycles and uh, specifically in World Superbike uh, with uh, specifically with Ten Cat Honda. And you mentioned uh, that uh, <clears throat> when when you have a willing fuel, a willing product, and uh, and working with uh, with factory teams and working with people is then you have a link and you have a relationship which which is very important and which lasts a lot. And as an example of, of, of what you just said, um, with the Tenca Honda, we we, we we have been working for more than uh, for more than twelve years and having a lot of uh, of more than 10, 10 world uh, championship uh, titles in uh, world super sport for example as well we, we develop ourselves in the uh, in the um, in the motocross industry and starting with suzuki with different world titles in uh, in in us uh, we move uh, with uh, Roger de uh, for for uh, for the us suzuki uh, uh, MXGP there, the MA uh, uh, Supercross and Motocross seasons with great achievement there as well and that's why we are still working with them uh, um, and then of course we diversified after after yeah. the, the 2010s, we, we diversified to many disciplines as uh, GPs, Car, Rally, Rallycross, um, and uh, for the last couple of years, I would say for, for five years, we uh, we started to, to develop in the drag racing uh, uh, activities. So um, the uh, and this is uh, you know from from the start of uh, within ASO uh, and uh, and from now uh, being part of the Hatterman Carles group since uh, five years group, who is uh, a very um, strong um, solution provider in terms of uh, hydrocarbons and being part of that group it does as well leverage our capabilities of uh, research and development of uh, access of new products new components and so on so yes really um, this has been a great achievement and now we starting a couple of years ago we would like to to develop ourselves in US, we have already a very good achievement, specifically in the motocross uh, um, um, era, and um, with uh, supercross and motocross uh, titles, with uh, one with KTM and x uh, that we are very proud of. But uh, yeah, this is uh, the, uh, and we are continuing, of course, uh, our development and uh, continuing to develop strongly. Our portfolio of products, and specifically uh, one of our key uh, one of our key uh, aspects, um, and which probably is a little bit different with some of our other fuel provider, is that we we, uh, and this is our DNA. We would like to develop specifically first with the factory teams, and uh, with them we are learning. The interactions with the key aspects of the engines of the of the discipline and so on, and from there, and from there, we are progressing all together and to bring the best solutions.
1: Excellent. I, I think it's the idea that you want to work with factory teams is very interesting. Uh, Jan, I want to get you involved here. In that, uh, first of all, great background. Tell me how your, your relationship to the company. I see you're on mute, FYI. Um, but uh, you know your your thoughts. On, uh, on ETS and what it brings to the table.
0: Thanks for telling me that I'm mute indeed. I am hope everyone can hear me now. Um, and- so hi, I'm Jan. I'm working for this company uh, over 15 years. I've got a BS degree in chemistry and also a huge achievement into sales. And I've been involved with the ETS the Racing Fuel brand for almost a little bit more than 10 years now. <clears throat> um, so um, I think what can make different, what I, what I think of ETS is totally make difference than our competitors. Um, a way of making the difference is into the relationship and the dedication that we mentioned earlier with working with uh, factory teams. I think it's uh, very key to us and our relationship stands for a very long time. And I think it's very well appreciated. And it is showing, um, let's say, how important it is, it is for us to set up good relationship um, with factory teams, but also with our partners. When I say partners, it could be suppliers, but it also uh, could also be our distributors. So we are building a distributor network we started, of course, being a European based company. Um, we started with Europe, but uh, we developed in the USA. And now also we are quite um, available across the world. Um, I think we are making good di- a good difference with our technical approach. Um, we make no concession on the quality. And I like to say that our product portfolio evolve quite oftenly. We are always on the research to um, provide more performance to our customers and the consistency of a product is something which is very very valuable and loved by our customers. We have a large product portfolio and from this product portfolio more than 90 percent of our products are made with high purity molecules. So it's like cooking, let's say, we always have the same recipe, but what is really important is the consistency of our raw materials. And we apply the same cooking, always um, weighting very precisely each raw materials. And the raw material being itself extremely pure, batch after batch, you always have the same quality. So you always, year after year, basically have the same performance provided by the fuel. And this is extremely loved, not um, especially by the uh, factory teams. They totally appreciate that.
2: That's a critical point, if I can uh, add to that, Jan. So one sure. of the things, we have these factory relationships, but I will say one of the problems as a brand is sometimes because some of those technical partnerships are a bit behind the scenes, the teams aren't going to necessarily share their secrets, right? Because that's their competitive advantage. So unless we have, depending on the nature of the partnership, we have been supplying to teams around the world that most fans wouldn't know about. There isn't an ETS sticker on the car or the motorcycle necessarily, and the teams may not want to, uh, to to tell their competitor teams that they're using our fuel because we, you know, because of the terms of the agreement. And why why is that difficult? Of course, is I, we want to be able to shout from the rooftops when we've had a championship or or some wins. And we do su- support some some teams around the world in different series that we can't tell you about and there are big names that you've heard of but because of the terms of our relationship it's structured as such that we can't tell you so as you can imagine it's frustrating sometimes because you'd love to be able to, to 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 scream that and to jan's point about the consistency the way that that can translate to somebody watching from home it's not just the big teams even an amateur racer because of course our our fuel is for sale online and at dealers but why would consistency matter to an amateur racer even, even if somebody is, goodness, in uh, amateur motorcycle racing, car racing, rallies, uh, you know, they could be in NASA, they could be in SCCA. Why, why consisti- consistency is going to matter? Many people will just turn up at the racetrack and use the fuel that's on site. And it can vary. You could be at one track one weekend and a few weekends later you're somewhere else and the fuel is different. One thing that is, one of the things to think of is why would consistency matter? If you're in the off season like we are now, now's the time that everybody's looking towards next year, tuning the engine, doing some dyno testing. You can figure out what fuel is gonna work best for you. And uh, get those results, tune your engine accordingly. And what's nice is that when you really kind of settle into the right fuel through the course of your season next year, you can order that fuel to be uh, delivered to your tr- to your shop or even delivered right at the track, right at the circuit. So if you're racing on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, you can have the fuel delivered on Thursday. But there's something to be said for knowing that when you turn up at the track, you you it's we all say I mean racing is sort of minimizing variables, minimizing the curveballs managing as much as you can. And there's so many things that you can't manage, but knowing that the product is going to be consistent weekend, you know, weekend and week out that every keg or drum that you open, it's going to be the same because that is something that, uh, you can you can run into problems with that. All of a sudden, you kind of you don't want to you don't want to have a bad batch of fuel, but you also don't want to have uh, changing fuel from week to week. So there's something about the consistency of just the product itself. But thinking about that, about planning fuel as a strategy as you race through the year, and again, it's not just for the pros. Amateur racers as well, it's something to consider.
1: Uh, Bruno mentioned drag racing, and that happens to be my area of most exposure uh, as much as I'm passionate about uh, all racing. Uh, And so I have some intimate details of stories where, you know, a different batch of fuel or switching from one manufacturer to the other, there were different properties and principles that affected tune-ups and it drives people crazy because they don't, you know, it's hard to know that. And so uh, would you say that the consistency gives uh, ETS users a competitive advantage. Let's face it, these are racers. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for, as you said, Beth, eliminate a variable or gain an advantage, one or the yes. other. In this case, it seems like you guys are kind of attacking both.
3: If, if I may, in a way to explain, um, as well in the consistency aspects, uh, how we are different, uh, as Jan mentioned, we are blending very high-purity molecules and not refinery streams, so which is very important in terms of consistency, because we are consistent not only in terms of the fuel properties, but we are consistent at the molecular level, meaning that we blend pure molecules. And as well, we are pretty much the only ones to blend, to make the blends uh, on a mass, on the mass level and not on the volume level. okay. And this is giving us a very high consistency, even not only on the same octane number or the same distillation or vapor pressure and so on, on the physical properties of the fuel, but as well on the molecular level. Each molecule of the components of the fuel is there at the same purity, at exactly the same level. What is very important in that is that, as well, it gives you the same behavior in terms of combustion, okay? And that's very, uh, a higher level of consistency. And with that, with such a consistency in terms of at the molecular level, at the combustion level, you have exactly the same combustion process. So in terms of settings, of course, you don't have to change any settings. I mean, you have the same, exactly the same composition on the molecular level. And and this, in fact, is very, very, very rare. It's very specific to us.
1: Very interesting. Quality control, consistency, all things that enable the racers to make changes and know that what they did may have worked or may not have worked as opposed to the the fuel. Now let's talk a little bit about the, the fact that a lot of people here in the States, which you're trying to break branch out into, uh, I think of drag racing once again, but leaded fuels are still a a reality and a thing. Uh, How can they safely use unleaded fuels from ETS? What about any concerns that might arise from uh, that aspect?
0: First, first, I will say that um, we provide leaded fuel. So, uh, the market um, of leaded fuel is very specific. And uh, let's say most of the time, people that are using leaded fuel, why they do not request truly leaded fuel. So, leaded fuel are very important for, let's say, very old engines that um, need to protect themselves against valve seats recessions. Um, Nevertheless, there still have some solution with unleaded fuel with specific um, additive technologies that we do supply and provide through our classic racing fuels, for example, or IRF-102 fuel. So these technologies will help to protect the valve seats against recessions. Coming back at the later stage on the octane requirements. So many people think they need very high octane, while it's not always the case. Um, This is the reason why some um, customers can easily switch from leaded fuel to unleaded fuel. They will potentially not meet any knocking problematic, but also um, they might find much better performance. Kind of interesting story about leaded fuel um, um, replacement, especially in the drag racing in australia in uh, july june july 2019 um, the austrian states or government sorry has uh, banned the use of leaded fuel in the racing activities so you can imagine that uh, all the racing drag uh, racing scene in australia went totally crazy and were very scared um, to use fuel which are unleaded um, we have had m- Lots of customers switching from leaded fuel into to a leaded, and some of them were quite happy with the results. Uh, about two weeks ago, I, I took a note here, but two weeks ago, we've got a driver named Jason Geckhorst in um, Australia, which is using a um, small Chevy engine, 299 uh, cubic inch and a 3.8 uh, compression ratio. And uh, he set a new record on the track with uh, unleaded fuel. And of course, the record was um, owned by a drag racing car with a leaded fuel. So that's a good story that switching from leaded fuel to uh, unleaded fuel is something totally feasible. And it can also helps to get higher performances because the the, the new track record is now 814 and 164.17 miles per hour.
1: Well, you guys are getting a little love in the comment section. I want to put it out there. Yeah. Um, is out there. says ETS is a very great fuel that burns at a lower, cooler rate. I've been trying to get my dirt track customers to use this fuel. I personally did use some. I need to get more to show their quality designed fuel. And then another gentleman uh, says that he agrees with having a consistent fuel source significantly reduces workload for the crew. And so there's two back to back. And so let's talk directly to the people that are the potential customers. And Beth, uh, you have the, yes. uh, the floor now. You know who's watching and who's viewing who will watch. Um, right. You want to expand here in the United States. So dirt tracks, drag racing, they, Absolutely. Just, they can have consistent access. I think that might be the only question mark, can they?
2: Yeah. And the other thing that's, so we have also set up an e-commerce site because as we grow, we all know the United States is so terribly large. So as we're building a dealer network, the, the other option was to, um, we want to sort of be able to fill that white space because we aren't going to have necessarily a dealer on every corner. And because this is a, a highly technical fuel, we need to have it in the right places and the right people talking about it and selling it and promoting it. With that said, we also know that there are a lot of race shops, engine shops, and Uh, even vintage restoration shops, vintage racing places uh, around the country who might not want to consider selling fuel because they might have a restriction where they can't necessarily keep it in stock. And we know that. So one of the things that we have put together because we have the e-commerce option is we can actually have people be dealers, set them up as dealers, who are maybe have a small amount on hand, but realistically would be selling on demand from us and and we would then support from our warehouses. So you could still become a dealer of ETS Racing Fuels and be that fuel specialist for your customers and use your expertise and still be able to sell fuel without having to stock it in any large quantity because of whatever restrictions. And as we said, we can either drop ship it at your shop for your customer to pick up, we can ship it directly to your customer's home, or ship it to the venue where they would be using it, whether it be, you know, be track side. So if people are interested in becoming dealers, they can go to our website, etsracingfuels.com, and they could just fill out the inquiry to become a dealer, and we'll talk about finding out what's what's key for your market. We are also, you know, looking into bulk delivery for both races, race series, and circuits as well. But in the meantime, I know that that has been, for some shops, it has been a bit of a challenge that they do want to talk about fuel, but they don't necessarily have the ability, they haven't had the ability to sell it, but would like to. So that's sort of a nice kind of hybrid solution that you can either have it in stock or leverage us to sort of hold the stock for you. And then you can recommend it on our behalf. And then, but you're still, you would still be a a dealer of record. In the meantime, though, anybody can certainly go online and, and look at the fuel finder. And by all means, As people, a lot of times people have questions about, of course, what fuel is right for me. And, you know, when you look at a portfolio and see so many options, it could feel like it's um, confusing, overwhelming, but you can also put a question right in through the website and ask us and, or fill out, we have a questionnaire too, that you can tell us more about your specific type of racing, because as Bruno indicated about all the different pro series that we're in, we have fuels that are great for snowmobiles, for jet skis, for drag racing, for... Uh, just even your track day, because I know we keep talking about racing fuel, but it's also considered, it's also uh, you should also consider it just as a performance fuel. If you're just having a, you know, if you're going with your Porsche GT3 to a high performance track day, obviously you're going to benefit from this kind of fuel. Don't think of it just solely for professional racing series. There are a lot of applications for it and you can always try it and then, uh, and, and sort of see the difference yourself. Like we said earlier, I mean, don't don't take our word for it, try it yourself.
1: Well, and, and Marty is in the comment section asking about something like that, that someone might do mixing it with regular uh, available consumer pump fuel to increase octane. I think Jan would be the best to answer that. And let me piggyback it with uh, deciding which of the best, uh, which ETS fuel is appropriate for the needs of the person out there. Like how, how is that decision made uh, based on compression ratio or engine size? and Walk us through that a little bit, Jan.
0: Yes, so uh, to answer the question, uh, are the ETS fuel um, mixable with pump fuel? Yes, they are. Um, but do will you get the best performance of it mixing or fuel or premium fuel with a, a pump fuel? No, it doesn't make truly sense to my point of view. So um, I would rather recommend to go for... a a Need one hundred percent racing fuel rather than uh, mixing it with uh, with pump fuel. To answer need- the yes, please.
3: Yeah, sorry. Just to answer the uh, to 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 this gentleman is that we have a portfolio of fuels uh, with uh, with some some fuel if with some fuels at uh, the end, what we call the entry level. But our entry level is already of a very good consistency, very good, very good performance and so on. And probably that, uh, if this is uh, the 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 price, who is important for 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 that uh, um, for this customer for this gentleman, uh, as well in our portfolio we have a, a really uh, a different range of. Um, of, uh, of, of fuels, and we have, um, expressively for that reasons, we have uh, developed our range called uh, uh, Extra Blaze, which is our first uh, uh, um, um, uh, range of, uh, of, uh, of fuels, specifically oriented to have a good performance at a, at a reasonable price, let's say, and uh, typically to address um, something uh, in regards of uh, being being uh, price sensitive, but uh, still uh, wanting to to have a, a very good uh, fuel in terms of consistency and performance.
1: Very interesting. But-
2: and we also, just to say, we also offer some of those in five-gallon pails. So we have five-gallon, 14-gallon, and then drums, of course. But uh, that's also a nice size to try fuel. You know, it's not, you can, the extra blaze is sort of a nice way if you've never tried racing fuel before. It's a sort of a, a nice, easy way to buy a pail or two and, and again, see for yourself, but instead of having to commit to a larger quantity.
1: And that was the next question, Jess, is out there. And what's great to see is that the comment section has uh, has lit up because people are interested and they all have their own unique situation. We've got a gentleman from California on there. He's got a Porsche. He's kind of his fuel uh, options are limited. And so he's, he's trying to find a solution. But Jess wants to know, uh, and I think you just answered, maybe it was an incomplete answer, though. C- container sizes. What are all the different sizes available as people are thinking about how much they have, how much they can store and how, you know, ease of movement is a big part of it when you're uh, dealing with uh, fluid, with liquid. Absolutely.
2: We have three sizes, uh, pails, which are five gallons, a keg, which is 14 gallons. So 14 gallons is about 100 pounds. So you could lift it yourself or with somebody else, but you're still going to want a mechanical pump to then, you know to extract the fuel out on race day. And then we've got drums, uh, which, so yeah, that's a keg behind you, right guys? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the keg. So that's 14 gallons. 14 gallons. um, And the, uh, and then a drum size, a proper fuel drum that everybody's familiar with, but otherwise five gallon pails, which of course you can, you know, that's that's an easy size to lift. Uh, certainly for most of our motorcycle customers, they're looking at, at a five-gallon and then they'll use 14-gallon for, you know, larger quantities. But five-gallon is great for a motorcycle customer, of course, or jet ski with a much smaller tank.
1: The jet skis, motorcycles, and been doing a little bit of research about the company. And, and you mentioned, Beth, that, that there are uh, relationships that are unknown. And I can uh, empathize at how frustrating that must be to perform at the highest level and not be able to, uh, as you said, shout from the rooftops. Exactly. Uh, that, but stay
2: tuned. We've got some big announcements coming on that.
1: Oh, look at that with the T's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. Um, and trying to expand the business here. So for folks out there who are, uh, you know, thinking about reaching out to maybe gain the competitive advantage on their competition, uh, you mentioned a website already. Is that the best way for them to contact, reach out, and and purchase?
2: Absolutely, and everything is there. And again, there's a way to just contact us directly. So any any questions following up on this, or any questions down the line, uh, you can reach right out. And I mean, we're a small company. You can you you once you we reply to you, then you have our emails, you have our phone numbers, and we're just really here to answer, just get you you know get your 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 racing on track and your performance fuel on track. So certainly accessible. Yawn is always answering very, we have time zone issues, right? So bless him, sometimes I am going to lean on him uh, in our afternoon and it's his late at night and he answers right right away. So uh, the most you'll ever have to wait is usually a day and that's usually just because of time zones. But more often than not, you're going to get an answer pretty quickly.
0: You can connect us through the website or through social medias, of course. So Facebook and Instagram, potentially Twitters, uh, we are definitely available over there.
1: Yeah, excellent. And nowadays, that has become uh, a direct means of communication, reaching out on social, whether it be IG or Twitter or otherwise. I know it works for me. Uh, you guys touch on something that I'm a little intrigued in: in that people who want performance aren't always competing, they are enjoying yep. their car, whether it be a Porsche, as you mentioned, or whatever performance vehicle they might have, and finding not going to a racetrack where there is often fuel, finding Mm. reliable, consistent fuel for your massive investment in your own fun and entertainment. I think that could be a huge market for you guys in that that's the guy who wants it drop shipped to his house or shop so he can go out and enjoy his car in the afternoons or on the weekends.
2: Exactly. And you know, there are a lot of car clubs that assemble uh, rally drives. And they might have vintage cars, you know, and you think of of things like the Colorado Grand where you have a a collection or the California Melee where you have a collection of cars. My goodness, you could have pre-war Alfa Romeo's going on a a 500 mile drive. And realistically those cars, and sometimes those, those tours and rallies are in parts of the U.S. where fuel might be, you know, when you're in more rural areas fuel might not be as uh, readily available and the the quality of the fuel is again so variable. So this is another option of something that, again, it's that peace of mind of knowing that your engine is happy running on it. And uh, to your point, I mean, this might be, I always say for anyone who, who has a collection of cars, race cars, vintage cars, whatever, it is kind of your baby and you want to make sure you're treating it as as well as you possibly can and the other thing is most of us like to enjoy a car on weekend and uh yeah you could have it delivered you know right to your house or you know or the service shop i mean even if you have your local dealer who you uh you know who services your car and maintains your car I'm sure you can find out that your dealer will gladly accept a delivery of fuel right at the shop. And then you can pick it up from there. If you don't have the opportunity to have it delivered to your house. I mean, if you live in a high rise apartment in New York city, you might not want to have a pallet of fuel dropped at your doorstep, but I mean, your neighbors could have an issue, but otherwise, (laughs) you know, you can go right to your shop and then you're, you're set for your weekend rally drive, you know, because you're part of the Porsche club or, you know, the Ferrari club.
1: Well, exactly. And, uh, you know, protecting your investment is what I keep coming back to. I think about Bruno's uh, statements about the consistency and the reliability of what you're getting and how it's always the same. Um, That is protecting your investment. Jeff is out there and he asks if you have a he asks if you offer methanol as well, which I don't know the answer to that. And also, is there a Midwestern distribution plan in place?
0: We do provide well, methanol adding
2: dealers uh, every we're slowly adding dealers each week but in the in the meantime uh, again we get through e-commerce for now but I'll at, let you answer on the methanol
0: yeah we do provide methanol in Europe or from Europe we do not provide yet in the USA, something we are working on um, but uh, it has not been our highest priority to be honest.
1: Understood, understood. And uh, some asking about specific vehicles, and I don't I don't know if it's possible, but like air-cooled, turbo, Volkswagen, Corvair-style engine, engine, perhaps needs specific fuel. He wants to know if you could, if there is one of your formulas that would be preferential to him.
0: What I do recommend here is to get on our, on our website. We have a technical questionnaire. You can fill a lot of information about your... Um, First, the use of your fuel. Uh, Are you capable to tune your engine or not? That will definitely change the answer and the recommendation of our fuel. So we have fuel, which are more dedicated for drop-in and others are more dedicated for fine tuning. So that's the first um, criteria, which is very important for us. So if you want to have a very precise if you can share very precise information about your engine settings, please go on our website, go on a technical questionnaire, fill it in, and we have a look. And from the knowledge, all the information you provided to us, we may have more questions and we will contact you for um, getting those specific questions or answers. Otherwise, we will make a several recommendations on what is the best fuel according to um, your settings. I have I'd
1: found like that. To... Go ahead.
0: Sorry, I'd like to uh, answer uh, Marty Stagg's question, which is about his uh, Porsche. So he has a Porsche and um, he, which has been designed to run 93 octane, uh, but he only can access 91 bad fuel and he doesn't wish to use octane booster. So Marty, you are absolutely right, not to use octane booster in your Porsche that will, damage your catalytic uh, converter. So that will be quite bad for your car. I'm sure that you get less power using this 91 octane because your Porsche has a closed loop ECU, it it is able to measure the knocking um, sensitivity, let's say, of, of your car. And um, if your car is knocking because the octane is too low, then the ECU will automatically retard uh, the um, combustion. So you, you will not get the highest performance. So we have designed some fuel, and one fuel which is available for that is the IRF-102. It's a fuel which is high octane, and um, I think it's a 97 or 98 U.S. octane. And uh, it, has, it does contain some oxygen, which is not ethanol, so it's not corrosive to ch- certain cars, certain engines. And um, it is perfectly usable as a drop in fuel. And we've got plenty of customer um, in different countries uh, around the world who has rich people with beautiful cars, but uh, very low quality gasoline. And they are very happy to use that fuel and on the road, they can fully enjoy the performance uh, increase of their engine or from their supercar.
1: That might be something that people don't even consider. You get the car, but where do you get the fuel to run in the car? And are you doing damage to the car along the way? Excellent uh, question by Marty there. And and if you have one out there, feel free to put it into the comment uh, section. Uh, Bruno, where would you guys like to be? Down the road with your uh, United States distribution and uh, worldwide, as you have mentioned a couple of times, and that you've been around for a while, you're ever expanding. You put out a great product, but still a small company. Uh, what would you like the future of this company to be?
3: Um, <clears throat> good question. <laughs> we uh, yes, we we, we are uh, uh, um, now part of of Halterman Carles Group as. As we have mentioned, so this is uh, a mid-sized company, not a big oil company, uh, and so on. So, what's uh, uh, currently uh, uh, and uh, specifically talking about uh, racing fuels? Because, uh, of course, the, the the development of the of the full group is another another story. But uh, for for the uh, racing fuels, definitely what. Uh, currently we, we 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 are very active in europe we are as well active in asia and um, and we want to be now a, a main actor of uh, in usa we 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 believe and uh, we have every day evidence of uh, our very powerful products and uh, very strong quality and uh, this is recognized on every um, on every disciplines that we have been involved in. Um, We have worked to develop a very specific portfolio for for USA, and as well to to be the response of uh, a lot of variety of uh, of customer profile, I would say, in regards of the weekend racer to the factory teams or to the gentleman driver for his uh, 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 specific uh, Porsche uh, Um, car so from there uh, we uh, so we, we do think that we have uh, great ingredients here to um, to, uh, to develop and to offer all of this service and, and products to the US now we want clearly to to expand in the US and uh, where we, uh, uh, where we think that uh, currently there is every day the, the, the feedback that we have for people who were used to use, some very well-known uh, uh, um, other uh, brand name. Um, they, they do appreciate our our um, our products and they do appreciate our our service. Even if at, at the moment we 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 are not sufficiently uh, spread over the U.S. because it's a big country, and um, but uh, with the uh, with our online platform and so on, and plus our distribution centers spread over. Platform uh, spread over the the U.S. We can, as um, best mentioned, that uh, uh, um, we can deliver to 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 your door or to your neighbor. (laughs) But um, uh, yes, definitely the um, our objective is uh, really uh, that we uh, that we grow in USA, which is the largest uh, um, largest uh, uh, market. Plus, uh, I would say that uh, in terms of racing, uh, there is uh, still a lot of uh, uh, racing <coughs> activities there, and uh, everyone is enjoying uh, during weekends, uh, from uh, from uh, from weekend races to uh, to big names. I would say that this is a, a very exciting and uh, and uh, a very nice uh, development in terms of uh, in terms of market.
2: One thing, one thing I'm seeing in the comments that I would love, honest, if Bruno and Jan can uh, talk about this. Is somebody asked about biofuels.
0: Absolutely, and I was about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank right? you very much. Yep. So, Joanne, thank you very much for your for your question. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you refer by biofuel, you may refer to sustainable uh, or renewable renewable fuels. So um, first biofuels, yes, we do provide biofuels. Uh, We do provide E85 fuels, for example, which are extremely consistent. So this is something which is loved by our customer, the consistency of the E85. But uh, we also develop something like E85, but which is very performance driven. It's a name, the name is Z85 per foe. and we have had many customers surprised by the price because of course it's much it's more expensive than the uh, pump e85 but very surprised by the performance because they had something like 20 percent power increase so i invite everyone to um, contact us and ask us more questions about this z85 coming um, back to so- the sustainable uh yes absolutely duane we are working um hardly to provide more sustainability in the racing, um, racing activities and through our racing fields. So uh, this is something we are totally uh, involved in. I'm not sure if you are managing a series or if you are just a racer, feel free to contact us and we definitely can uh, answer more into details to, to this question.
1: Got some great <laughs> stuff on the way. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's
1: amazing. It's amazing how uh, interested our, our audience is out there because you've you've definitely touched a nerve. Uh, Paul wants to know for U.S. based racers, has ETS already passed the SCCA fuel testing protocols?
2: We have not but we will uh, look into doing that. I, early stuff that I got for uh, from SCCA, there were some things that we didn't have a fuel in the U.S. that was going to be eligible, but we are looking to bring some fuels in that will work with SCCA uh, regulations.
1: Excellent. And some specific questions, uh, and Beth, I see you've already answered on the chat, but it's because it's your two worlds colliding, right? Right. The, uh, SRT 6.4 HEMI horsepower. 470 horsepower. You want I know some- that engine well. He <laughs> wants to know which fuel to use.
0: Yeah, know meant, I know that man. I know that man very well, Michael. By the way, <laughs> let's speak oh, yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> All so right. IRF
1: 102.
2: IRF 102. So I would say for anybody, the IRF 102 in general is great for uh, any high performance. Uh, Again, for an HPDE day or for amateur racing, I say amateur. Obviously, you know pros can use it too. In fact, that's a fuel that uh, Jan. What series do we have? IRF 102. You could use a parallel series in the US. It kind of be like a like a GT racing series would use something like an Absolutely.
0: IRF 102. We supply several s- Formula Four in uh, Middle East, for example, yep. and uh, we have uh, plenty of GT cars in. Uh, Quite interesting series in Thailand and the Thailand series. They are all running with this IRF 102. You can see amazing Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghinis, etc., and they all truly appreciate the performance of that fuel. And
2: yeah, that? and so for any again, even your your your, your uh, Porsche GT3 track day, like I mentioned earlier, Lamborghini, you know, you have an Aventador and you're going to go for half a day at a track. IRF 102 is fantastic, yeah. and it will be much better than. You know uh again any certainly any certainly leagues beyond any pump fuel but it's something that you can y- use with confidence
1: is there any downside um and and i think the end i think i know the answer but running a great fuel through your engine and then going back out of necessity right like you mentioned the run we're going up the coast in the porsche we want everything to be great we get some ETS. We get to where we're going, and now we've got to we got to deal with what's available on the way back. Say, um, is that a challenge for the engine,
0: gentlemen? No, it, it is not a challenge for the engine. It's a real big challenge for the driver because he will have a huge decrease of his performance. <laughs> so that's the highest challenge, let's say, to 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 face. But no, on, on the engine, um, as soon as the engine was mapped prior to a lower grade, let's say, fuel. Um, if you take the example of this Porsche, the, the ECU will control and will definitely see the drop of the octane. So it will reset the, the engine. There is no risk for that. But if it's not a closed-loop ECU and it's a fixed uh, engine mapping, yes, switching from one fuel with a high octane to a fuel with a lower octane is always a risk because there's a risk of detonations.
3: Yeah, plus, plus the, uh, the oxygen content and the combustion speed and so on, which, of course, as Jan mentioned, if there is not a closed-loop in terms of uh, linked to the uh, knocking sensor plus the... Uh, lambda sensor at least uh, um, readapting the the, the map uh, uh, for sure if you have a fixed map um, or if you have a carburetors uh, with a uh, uh, jettings and then uh, those jettings has been uh, um, uh, has been made for for um, uh, High oxygenated, higher than, uh, uh, for example, fuels, and then you move to the to a pump station. Fuels behind, you will run very rich, <laughs> of course, and uh, <clears throat> by by getting too much, oh, yeah, too much richer uh, and too much rich, sorry. Um, that uh, you will have a, a very bad combustion, a very slow combustion, potentially you will build up deposits, all of that kind of stuff, so you can see that it could be de- de- detrimental. So, to reply to your question, it is really a matter of what you have uh, at the beginning and how your engine is uh, is set.
1: Excellent. And uh, as we get close to the end here, and I know Francisca and maybe John will be jumping on. I see Paul Fanner maybe coming on soon as we approach the lunch hour. But Dwayne says, as more race series are becoming emission compliant, how does ETS deal with this as a service to their customer Uh, You know, regarding emissions, something that is a reality uh, in our world?
3: yes absolutely two uh, very briefly two, two aspects in terms of emissions so so the key aspects is in terms of dioxide carbon and we we have discussed already in terms of sustainability meaning that we are working with controlled fuel organization where we have developed specific fuels high performance ones but including the fact that it is lower in terms of emissions for Dioxide carbon, but not only as well in terms of emissions at the end of the tailpipe pipe. Sorry, so meaning with less uh, particles, less uh, unburned fractions, and so on. So truly, and as well when you are pouring the uh, the, the fuel from your tank to the uh, uh, f- from the can to the tank. So uh, typically, uh, those um, when we. When we talk about emissions, there are those two aspects. One is, the, of course, the dioxide carbon and the impact in terms of uh, in terms of sustainability, and as well the emissions in terms of uh, toxic materials or particles, uh, which could be um, um, uh, which which could be considered. And then, um, of course, we have a specific formulation for that.
1: And I see John and, and Francisca on here. Beth, give us one more time at the at the tail end here. The where can we connect with you for the people that are all interested out there? This has been tremendous, guys. I really appreciate Jan and Bruno. You guys have uh, upped our game when it comes to fuel knowledge. But uh, Beth, for people who are here in the state who maybe become a distributor, which is uh, important, but maybe they just want to get the product. Where should they go?
2: ETS And again, all the socials, but the easiest ETS Everything's there. And by all means, when you put any comments in or any questions in it comes right to us. So we see it, it doesn't get filtered by 10 people. Uh, you know, it's really, I will say again, we're, we're small and we're growing. So, you know, bear with us if, again, if it takes a day to get back to you, because sometimes we're dealing with a little bit of time zones, but we're definitely going to get back to you. And then you've got our contact info and you could just ask us questions directly.
1: Tremendous. Thank you so much. Francis, John, we're learning so much about our racing industry. It's been fantastic.
0: Yo, uh, thank you all. Thank you, Bruno. Thank you, Jan, for staying up late.
3: As always, thank you, Beth. It's such a pleasure working with you.
4: Registering on ePartrade is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use eParTrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry-only, you'll be approved shortly after if we require additional proof of business we'll reach out welcome to epartrade